everybody and welcome to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, the only one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. In today's episode, I want to take a look at the Isu language. But not just, well, the law behind language, but how a group has managed to come up with a way to solve the Isu language. And also how I believe the Isu language can help the community going forward. And as you know that there is people out there who can solve it, which are ten times smarter than me because I tried for hours and I still can't even get one word translated. So really glad that people out there can do it in the community. And I'm joined by Marco from Access the Animus, the people behind solving most of the riddles. Hey, hello, hello everyone. Thank, thank you for having me. I have been dying to get you guys on board for six months now. Oh, what? Really? That much? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like one of those uh, football talent scouts. I do my podcast and I scout for guests, random people I could steal. <laughs> <laughs> Since I started my podcast journey, I've been inspired by the ones who came before. I've been with them since the beginning, you know, trying to call. You yeah. guys, obviously, have always been a big inspiration. Oh, but man. All the other little podcasters as well, like Visions of the Past, AC Landmarks, he's a brilliant guy. And oh. Louise from the Rookery Archives, she's just fantastic talker. You're all gonna be blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 super happy uh, to be here, and I'm um, uh, it, it's so nice that you are mentioning so many members of the community and the contribution that they're giving. Um, I I think that to a degree we are all some sort of like inspiration to each other because uh, each of us are like bringing something new to the table and some new kind of content to the table. Uh, so you you did great in mentioning all of those cool people. With should we dive into the Isu language? Because I've got a really big question for you. Oh yeah, sure, sure. How on God's green earth did you guys figure out that you could translate it? Because uh... <laughs> when there's languages, there's always a guide to follow, like Spanish, French, English. They all have a guide to follow, but the Isu language is just made up how did you know there's going to be a rhyme and a reason to like letters or symbols um the thing is oh so basically um if you look at what is in the game uh and the in and in the game only all the sentences um are already translated like every time you find an issue language uh text in the game it it is automatically translated in a in the in the files in the in the laptop in the modern day. So, um, the idea that got us to see that that language uh, could have actually like a, a meaning and a translation and, uh, and rules and everything was that. Luckily, um, I had gotten the. Um, uh, what's it called, the, the, um, the collector's edition for the game. And the collector's edition uh, of the game had some uh, Isu language wording on it. And that, uh, those words, those, uh, those lines, they weren't part of what was in the game. So basically, uh, so basically what we did is... Um, try to understand if we could find a way to understand what was in the collector's edition of the game 
and uh, and 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 basically we uh, had a look at the sentences and and see that there were uh, elements in common here and there. Uh, so uh, little by little, we found that uh, there were elements that could represent. Uh, uh, parts and chunks of the sentences. Some could be like uh, conjunctions like and or uh, or or something like that. And and some others that were, uh, that could be interpreted as word, like, like verbs. And from that, uh, we kind of, uh, we kind of realized like, um, I had studied Latin uh, back in the day when uh, when I was in high school, and I found some similarities. Uh, like the, there were there are cases. Like there's genitive, uh, there are uh, nominative, there's ablative. There's there are cases in the language, and there's like uh, verbs that are put at the end of the words. Uh, um, the, and there are uh, rules in there as well. And uh, basically, I worked with uh, with my wife, Sari, who is also part of the Access the Animus team. And we spent weeks, uh, months, probably, as a side project because we were doing other content for ATA. Um, and that uh, basically, it, when we, like, we had a first epiphany about realizing that the language was not just uh, a sequence of symbols, but actually something with rules and everything. And when we got that, it was time to like crack the puzzle. Like we understood it was a puzzle and then we had to understand how it worked. So that's uh, the, 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 it took us uh, not so much to understand it was a puzzle, uh, but to crack it, it was like, like weeks and months. I will admit that blows my mind. Um, <laughs> so when I looked at the um, collector's edition online, I saw all these codes and lines, and I thought they were just some cheesy squiggles. So it's impressive to find out that you realized that there was a puzzle here to be solved, because the easy language that's already been translated that I've seen, I just assumed that there was no rhyme or reason for any of the easy language. <laughs> So so yeah, uh, it 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 was a surprise for us as well. Like when we saw it first, especially because um, in the other games prior to Valhalla, um, the Easy language was uh, visually represented in some of the first civilization vaults uh, and technology. Like there were symbols uh, appearing in uh, in Assassin's Creed Origins in all of the uh, in all of the vaults. There are symbols uh, drawn on the ground or on the walls. Um, but there were like other symbols uh, in in brotherhood, um, in unity as well. There were like symbols uh, all across the the um, the franchise, but none of them actually had a meaning. Like they were visual uh, representation of the language. Like they were just a way to say, "Hey, the 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 issue had a language," but there were just symbols that could not be interpreted. And it was only with Valhalla that uh, like new symbols were introduced, and these ones actually made uh, made sense. It was very tough to understand them because they are they have rules. Uh, and like recently, we had an interview with uh, Antoine Henri, who is like the um, 
um, uh, associate game director at Ubisoft Singapore that actually created the language. And he said that he actually wanted uh, the ISU language to have a lore um, component to it. So it wasn't just a puzzle for fans, but it also had, uh, had to have a story element to it. Like the ISU language uh, is built this way because, uh, because basically it is from this language that within Assassin's Creed, all the languages that are spoken today in all the countries of the world like all these languages are coming from the ISO language within AC. So basically he had to use the various languages and revert them to such to a sort of like proto language. And so he that's why he put some of the uh, rules um, that that you can find still in like modern languages or like in uh, past languages like Latin. So basically, he he wanted to use rules like those, so that it's not just a puzzle, but also like you really see that that was like the um, the ancestor of the current modern languages. So that's really cool, even like story wise. I think it's also really cool because in this Assassin's Law, we know after the Toby catastrophe. Isu did survive alongside humans, and they taught them as much knowledge as possible. But outside that, we don't know much. So it's really cool to have a lore incentive where possibly our language now originates from the Isu teachings, which actually does come um something that Darby tweeted me recently, where I asked about sages and why he brought them to Valhalla, and he said personally he wanted to bring old concepts back instead of new concepts. So the Isu language kind of fits that sense that they're bringing the law that Isu taught humans knowledge by creating this language that has rules in our language. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it does make sense in, in that regard. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it's very nice to see that happening in Valhalla because Valhalla as a game brought a lot of concepts back from the various other games of the franchise. So it, it really it really is uh, super interesting uh, as a concept as well because through this language uh, Darby and the writers team was able to uh, tell some elements and like story elements and new characters as well from the ISO era which is very uh, dear to, especially to the hardcore fans. Um, there's a uh, a, a document in, in Valhalla uh, of like uh, it's called the Canterbury document it's the Canterbury file and basically that tells how the humans were engineered uh, uh, by the Isu like there was like a, an order of creation like the, the features that the, that the humans had to have before being created and everything like that and that's super interesting I'd say for, for France and uh, and conveying that through a language, a proper language, it's even uh, more involving. It's more compelling for fans. It's not just a text file that you read. It's also uh, you are reading the actual original language. It's so it's so interesting in that regard. It's also mind blowing because a game that's fourteen years old, there shouldn't really be any old tricks that could be brought into light, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, you would expect that a franchise that's been going on for so much time that, like, uh, 
everything from the past has been already like developed and, uh, and, uh, and, and like the stories, that kind of story has already been told. But actually like devs uh, have been able to uh, bring more elements, more story elements like with the ISU language uh, and whatnot that that matches what has already been established from the past, which is pretty nice, especially in Valhalla's main game. And it seems like more of that will be added uh, with the uh, mythological expansion coming in uh, next year, hopefully, maybe. Before I touch on the mythological teaser for the third um, DLC, which I really still don't understand how <laughs> people solve that, but do you think um, going forward that this is a process that they should adopt? They should keep using the Easter language that can be translated for whenever Easter are involved so community members and hardcore fans have a bit more lore to buy than people who, say, just want to play this game for the story, if that makes sense? I'd say yes. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense uh, a lot. And I would... I hope and expect that the new teasers involving the ISO language will happen in the future um, when it makes sense to have them, of course. So um, there's a new um, a new DLC involving uh, the first civilization um, in in 2022, and there's a and 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 right there we had like this teaser about Odin and Loki, and it was. Uh, super interesting and it got a lot of uh, members of the of the fandom to try and crack that language like that that specific message um, uh, a lot of people tried to get involved in that and it was uh, a very fun moment um, right after e3 I, I would expect that to happen again uh, and uh, and with more and more people trying to understand the Isu language, uh, I think it's a nice puzzle uh, kind of thing to crack while while waiting for a DLC. So it's very interesting as a promotional material. But I think that could also happen within the DLC. Uh, it could happen within the DLC, uh, within the mythological DLC that will re- that will be released next year. Um, if it's in the teaser, we might expect some more language to happen uh, while we are while we're playing. Like we have seen already a lot of language within the main game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that in the mythological DLC. Absolutely, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more and more members of the community to have fun with this kind of uh, with this kind of stuff. It's like to me personally, it's. It's it's uh, it's incredible. Like every time trying to to crack the puzzle, uh, trying to find new rules, new uh, new words, like creating sort some sort of like uh, a list of rules and like understand the vocabulary and everything. It's so stimulating and it's interesting as well because um, it's it's kind of like cracking a puzzle, but also finding a, a lower meaning at the same time. Um, back in the day, there were a lot of puzzles uh, in AC. Um, most of them were for the sake of it, but sometimes they were also adding uh, lore and story and information. Um, for example, with the, um, the 
I'm sorry, the 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 cluster puzzles in Brotherhood, and the there were like some codes uh, in Revelations as well. Like there, some of those were able to convey story elements as well, and I hope that the Easter language uh, will be able to do that as well. And this is what has actually surprised me, and this is goes back to E3. I watched yourself forward. I watched E3. I have watched the DLC trailer 16 times. <laughs> I haven't had full blast. How on God's green earth, as I've said to all my friends, when people came forward with this analytic gram for this message and did you know these runes could be translated, it just blew my mind how the community was so engaging. Even I didn't know, and I had my headphones full blast, and I still can't hear a weird noise. So <laughs> it's mind-blowing yeah it, w- it was mind-blowing for me as well like um i was like covering all the news on on access the animals on our social media and everything and i was so surprised to see that on reddit it like the it had already been cracked like minutes after the trailer was released like uh there was this uh user i think it was called roger augusto who who was reporting uh, from another user from the Joraptor Discord, and he had already realized that that weird noise had to be actually run through an audio spectrum analyzer. And basically, that's a, a, a tool that turns audio into a visual. And basically, you, you, you run the... It's like a frequency analyzer. And, and basically... Uh, basically that turns the sound into the ISO language. And there was like actually two ISO language sentences with with their English correspondent uh, below them. And basically through those two sentences, you could understand what the sentence on the the door, on the gate uh, in the trailer, how it could be under, how, how it could be translated. So basically... Uh, it was similar to what happened in the um, in the game, like when you have like six sentences that are already translated, and you use them to understand what's written on the collector's edition box. In this case, we had two sentences with their translation uh, through the spectrum analyzer, and you had to use those to understand what was written on the on the on the gate uh, from the trailer. And and that sentence was uh, "Mad one, what ha- what have you done?" which is basically Loki saying something to Odin, like Odin must have done something uh, very bad, something dangerous or, or something uh, something you, you wouldn't do. And, and maybe that's the teaser about what, like that's what we can expect from the upcoming DLC. I, I remember after all the codes was um, released and all the news, uh, I remember in the Discord group, Mentos Guild, people was going wild about the translations and I (laughs) did try and translate it but my translation was so far off I think I got something about the hordes are coming and I was like that's that's definitely not but it kind of made me laugh that it's not perfect it's really hard for somebody to translate it because it's such a new concept but it's not disheartening to get it wrong which is kind of cool like my first try i got some about the hordes are coming and then when i read the uh, mad one what have you done i thought maybe we get like a horde mode maybe 
when Odin stuck himself in the tree for nine days in the um, mythology, yeah. maybe he unlocked something in the Isu world that drove everyone mad, but because he must have got some pardon from the capital triad, his crime was left to be abolished. So it kind of sends you into a wild theory until the lines are corrected, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, I think that this kind of message, um, it can spark any kind of wild theory because uh, looking at Odin's character uh, from the Asgard and Jotunheim arcs um, and like the ending of the mythological arcs uh, in, in the base game, um, you could really see that he's like a very uh, selfish kind of character. He's very determined to, uh, to save himself and his friends, but at the same time, he's, uh, he's like determined to go against the calculations that he had about his death with Ragnarok and, and the Toba catastrophe and everything. But he, he challenges destiny. He really wants to save himself and his friends. Um, and, and because of that, like he's, like to me, he's like really selfish. There are so many uh, situations where he proves that in the in the main game, and so uh, I wouldn't be surprised for any kind of deed that he could do uh, before or after the events that we have seen in the main game. So uh, it's I, I'm I'm not surprised at all to see to see that Loki is saying, "Mad one, what you do? What have you done?" Um, and that can spark any kind of theory. Like Odin could have done basically anything, um, uh, considering all the technology that the Isu had and how selfish he was. Like it could be basically anything. I think my theory has been. Um, I know I'm probably relying too much on Norse mythology, but seeing as how, as Sixky pointed out in Assisted Server. When the Isu was teaching people knowledge of Tobi Catastrophe, that became myth. So it is possible that every myth in human language is Isu truth, but twisted through Chinese whispers. So it got me thinking that, what if there is a prophecy that, uh, oh, I forgot, Fenyr was supposed to kill Odin, not the Tobi yes. Catastrophe. That's why Odin had him killed, because I still believe that Fenyr was a supporter in the Isu human uprising whereas okay. harvey isn't because i don't think he's really very because he's selfish he just wants what he wants he wants to cheat death so i think with the whole war going on he wants to stay out of it he wants to cheat death he wants to keep living get as much knowledge but Fenyr is against that because too much knowledge can make him better than the capital triad which would probably throw everything into um ha havoc you know if you're better than the capital triad he's meant to protect you so I think there was a prophecy where he tried to kill Odin and Odin killed him instead. And I think that's what Loki's referring to as the mad one. What have you done? Like what blood is on your hands to get the knowledge that you have gotten? Well, that's potentially something that could have happened. Like the 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 Norse mythology expect, like it, it, it says that Odin was bound to be uh, killed and, and and eaten or like bitten by by Fenrir in uh, uh, at, at during Ragnarok. Uh, what we have seen in the in the main game is basically up until uh, right before uh, or right during the Toba catastrophe during Ragnarok. So uh, Odin has uploaded his conscience uh, to the 
let's say to the Yggdrasil device or like uh, to to the to the device that we can see in the in the, in the main game, and we don't see what happens afterward. Like there is a calculation that shows that he is uh, eaten or like bitten by like this giant wolf that is representing Fenrir, but like story wise, we know that he imprisoned Fenrir. Like he Fenrir uh, had been. Um, imprisoned through this, like in in the mythology world, is like it's a cord. It's uh, called Gleipnir, uh, but of course it's something else in the East world. So we know that he was imprisoned, and in the modern day, Basim slash Loki is trying to find him. So we don't know if if Fenrir was able to get out of this prison. He might have been able to do that, um, and we might see this sort of like clash with uh, with Fenrir. Um, uh, it could be, it could actually happen. Uh, after all, uh, all that Loki cared about was his son and his children. Um, and we have seen that he especially cared about, about Fenrir because, uh, he was under the threat of, of Havi, of Odin. So, um, yeah, we could see that. Absolutely. Or we could see some events that date before what he, what we have seen in the, um, in the, in the Asgard and Jotunheim arc, for example, there are some um, some dialogues in the in the Animus Anomalies that uh, show some of the events uh, involving uh, Loki and Alithia, and there's uh, there are moments where like there's this moment where uh, Loki says that he killed Odin's son, uh, Baldur. And uh, in in retaliation, because Odin had imprisoned Fenrir, so uh, maybe there is a second retaliation uh, from Odin uh, on 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 Loki or like his family. So we could see any of that in the in the upcoming DLC. Absolutely, I'm really stoked for what we can see, and there is a lot of debate for a lot of friends, and it means nothing. But I'm hoping that the DLC may give us an answer to why um, Harvey and everyone who uploaded the conscience through the Tree of Life, as I'm going to call it, because my pronunciation is terrible, <laughs> why they all walked out weapons drawn. I generally believe the reason they walked out weapons drawn was because I think there was somebody waiting for a fight outside. Even though the world is ending, I think some Isu may yeah. have had a grudge where they think, well, just because our world's ending doesn't mean your life's been taken from me. I will have my revenge. Yes. So I'm hoping with Melsprime being hell, I'm hoping that maybe that is actually not the world hell, but the aftermath of the Toby catastrophe, because that would literally be hell. The whole world's burned. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Survived. And it'd be kind of interesting to see Odin maybe retaliating with some Isu human survivors, because I know the war was still going on up until the Toby catastrophe. And it does seem that um, Loki and Alfie's love may not have been sanctioned by um, Harvey himself. I don't think he was, um, I don't know what the word is, intermarriage, like different cultures. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, 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 like Odin in the, in the Asgard arc is surprised for, uh, it, it's not directly clear why, like when he, 
when he realizes that the wolf is Loki's son, he's super, like he gets angry, he's very shocked. And it's not clear if he's shocked because the wolf is Loki's son and he had forbidden any kind of wolves to be in Asgard. Uh, or if because he uh, had a child with a member of another group of the civilization that is Alithia. Uh, it's something that we kind of mentioned in our videos as well. Um, but uh, in, in in any case, that's something that's one of the reasons why Odin and Loki got to clash in the Asgard arc and in the Jotunheim arc. So uh, it's something that we could see. And uh, it's I, I agree it's going to be interesting if we could see the aftermath uh, after what we have seen um, in the Ragnarok video. Um, there is like a part of the calculation uh, of the calculations uh, said that Jotnar will stalk your streets as fire rains uh, abound or something like that. So basically. I think they are going with weapons, uh, like with their weapons, uh, within their weapons uh, against some of the Jotnars, which should be like the Greco-Roman Isu, um, that that are so, some kind of like invading Asgard or something like that, uh, and that kind of like resembles and like mirrors the Norse mythology. Basically, the final fight during Ragnarok is, if I'm not mistaken, between the Aesir and the Jotnar. Um, while Ragnarok is happening and, and everything. So uh, that should be something like a fight that we could see in there, uh, but we don't know, like, uh, Isu-wise, like, first civilization-wise, what actually happened after Odin and his friend uh, uploaded their conscience. So we could see any kind of, like, event that is different from Norse mythology. Could be interesting to see that. I still think with how arrogant Odin is, he even hangs himself for nine days for nine knowledges. I think once he's got his conscience of blood, he doesn't really care. He's like, I'm not going to die, so I'll just do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. If I, I want to go join a glorious battle for Valhalla, then I will go join in and see what happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, after they upload their conscience, it's like a save state in a in a, in a video game. Like, they could do... He could do anything. Like, of course, you don't know if the me the method could work or not. But once you uploaded your conscience, you could like it's. Uh, you can see why he's like super confident while going outside of that room because he knows that he was able to activate the the seventh method. So he could he can go there and do whatever he wants because now he knows that he will probably survive. He would probably reappear. Uh, some set, like millenniums, uh, millennia afterwards. So, um, so yeah, we could see him uh, with no care and like all his selfishness, uh, um, going around and doing whatever he want he wants to do. But his time is very limited after uploading his conscience because like fire will will like engulf the earth. So it'll be interesting to see but i do think this may be all we have time for for this episode <laughs> we may have deviated from language to some really cool theories oh yes <laughs> that's how my shows go if there's no tangent in here then you're doing the show wrong <laughs> <laughs> so i'm really excited and i'm really excited for the eastern language to now become a bridge for the community because 
The problem with video games in the community is you're sometimes just left in the dark waiting for a bit of knowledge, whereas this easy language seems to be a bit of fun. Even if the game isn't first civilization related, it'd still be fun to do an ISU code for the next game as a little tease. Even if the game has only modern day ISU connections, but no ISU connections in game, it can't hurt to do it for a bit of fun. It's a little secret code for teasing. Oh, it's absolutely like uh, it will like it will always be uh, an element of fun and surprise for fans in general. Like like I mentioned earlier, that there have always been codes, even like in the promotional material. Assassin's Creed Initiates was like a web platform uh, in 2013 and 14, and it had a lot of codes and um, and and messages that like fans came together to to understand them and crack them and see where the story could go next. And this could be like a, a new version of those puzzles. Like this could be a, a way for the community to come together and see where, where AC could go next, at least in terms of like first civilization. Absolutely. Well, I better start brushing up on how to solve it because it's I'm dyslexic and I can't solve any word puzzles. <laughs> can't even solve crosswords <laughs> after time. <laughs> <laughs> but um i want to be have a massive thank you for you to joining this episode thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure and an honor and it was so nice to have this kind of discussion it was finally nice to have access to the animus on board it's like one of my ticks ticked off the next one is to <laughs> hunt darby down and try and get him to claw back some assassin's creed just for one episode keep on keeping on you will you will get him at some point um, remember everybody to check out Access the Animus on Twitter at Access Animus. I think I've got the Twitter link right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at Access the Animus. Oh, it will be <laughs> it will be in the link description, everyone. So just look in the description and be able to find it. If you want to be a guest on the show or want to have any discussions about what we've discussed today, you can find me on Twitter at AC Let's Talk or email Assassin's Creed Let's Talk at gmail.com. And thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week.